Today's episode is brought to you by Shine Cosmetics. Guys, I'm so excited. Earlier last week, I sent out an SOS on my Instagram just saying, hey guys, why do all the mascaras I keep trying lately suck? Like I keep purchasing new mascaras, I keep trying out new mascaras and they will look good for a little bit and then they just like flake out all over the place. Every single time I look in the mirror or like at my phone or something, I have to like scrape the fallout and stuff like from underneath my eyes. And I just asked everybody, hey guys, what happened to all the good mascaras? Well, Shine Cosmetics heard my cries. They said, hey, we have a great mascara. We would love to send it to you. And then they also sent me some other goodies. I'm so impressed. And I promise you, I'm not just saying that because they gave me a promo code for 10% off. It's one to chat. Anyway, I promise you, I'm not just saying that I loved it because it's, you know, advantageous for me to say so. I am so thoroughly impressed with this mascara. So there's like a primer that goes on first. And then once you like let it dry for 30 seconds, you put an extra layer on. My lashes do not budge. Even on those um, nights where I don't uh, wash my face, I like wake up and the mascara is still on there. And I could really just keep letting it ride, which is not great for my skincare routine, but it is great for my lashes. And I'm very, very impressed with it. They also sent me their BB cream and it's like the perfect lightweight like little oomph of color. I always wear my CC cream that I've worn for years that I like get from like makeup stores. And I love that, but I do always feel like maybe a little bit like done up where I'm like, oh, I just want to like go to the park. I don't want to feel like I'm, you know, like all fancy and done up for the park. Like I just want a little bit of a pop of color. Like you just want like a little bit of something. The BB cream is perfect for that. They also sent me a little lip gloss and it just tastes like a vanilla cupcake, like something I used to get from Bath and Body Works back in the day, and I love it so much. So anyway, if you're looking for some new cosmetics, I've heard amazing things about their contour stick. That's what I have to get next. I've heard amazing things about their blush and their highlighter. They have so many things on their website. So go to shinecosmetics.com and use my code WANNACHAT for 10% off of your entire purchase. And come join me on this flake-free mascara journey where we wear cute BB creams to the park on our low-maintenance days, and we wear vanilla cupcake scented lip gloss and we look real cute so go to shinecosmetics.com and use code WannaChat for 10% off all right now on with the show hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of the i just want to chat podcast i'm mary and i'm so excited because today we're talking about the grammys one of my favorite topics of the year to cover i love the grammys i love music i love award season and we're going to talk about it all who we think will win who should win etc and kind of you know Again, what goes into winning a Grammy, much like how last week we talked about what goes into winning an Academy Award. We talked about how the Grammys are, you know, kind of like a little bit of a different entity than the other award ceremonies that we are used to. And of course, I mean, how could we go 10 minutes without talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and everything that happened at that game? I forget the game, what it's called, championship something. But anyway, they're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to get more content from them soon, and I'm so excited. But until then, let's talk about every single move that they've made in the last, you know, 72 hours, because that's uh, that's what we do here. Anyway, stay tuned. It should be a good one. Hello, everybody. How's it going? I'm so excited that we're here today. Sorry that it's a day late. I had plans for an episode yesterday. They fell through, but it's okay because Alex Arndt is here, the people's favorite, the people's princess, Alex Arndt. I have to say, I get many compliments about you when you're on the podcast. Yeah? Yeah. That's very nice. I'm not a jealous woman by nature, but sometimes I'm like, oh, do people like my spouse more than they like me? And when I say I'm not a jealous person, that's not true. That's not true at all, because <laughs> I, I could see you like smiling. But um, what if the people start to revolt and just want you instead? What would you do? I don't know. Well, if you had the I Just Want to Chat podcast, what would your, like, tagline be? Because my thing is just, like, talking about, like, the TV, movies, and pop culture happenings I Just Want to Chat about. What would you be chatting about? I feel like I'd be just science? chatting about random. Yes, science. Random. I mean, random science. science sports? And sports and random facts. Name one random happening. fact off the top of your head. One random fact. Three, two, one. I don't, I mean, current events, like... That's not a random fact. I didn't fact. do my research. Well, you just said that you wanted to drop random facts. A random fact would be like, I don't know. Taylor Swift has never won Song of the Year at the Grammys. Random fact. Oh. Huh. That's not a great one. I feel like I could pull more obscure. Yeah, but... But that type of thing. 
current events that are random that I hear on the news. What's a current event you want to talk about non-political, please? Non-political? I'm sorry, is your nose just too deep into the world of politics for you to think of one that's not political? No, I just didn't. Okay, here's one. All right. There's been a new artist announced for the Sphere. Have you heard about this? No, who is it? It's... The Las Vegas John Mayer. Yeah. (gasps) But... No. Not himself. I guess he's in a different group called Dead and Company or something. Alex aren't. Alex Michael. I'm so confused. The Grateful Dead. Great, yes. So the Grateful Dead is... First of all, that gasp was genuine. Number one, that I was going to be in such close proximity to John Mayer. Because he... The Sphere is what? 15 minutes from us? 20? 20. 30. But also, not 30. Depending on traffic. Not th- Okay, yeah, of course, depending on anything could be like far away, yeah. depending on traffic. But anyway, and then also the gasp was based on the fact that there was new John Mayer news that I didn't know. But also, gasp, that's about the Grateful Dead. So have you heard of the band The Grateful Dead? Never until today that I. So the, the Grateful. Is this confirmed? Yes. This isn't a rumor? No. Okay, because The Grateful Dead. They had like their big farewell show. So they're like a band with a cult following. So people like tour around, follow them everywhere. The Deadheads, it's like a big. Oh, Deadheads sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, like it's a big like fan community like Fish or like Dave Matthews Band where like fans of these bands really, really love them. So they like kind of tour around with them. The lead singer of um, the Grateful Dead, Jerry Garcia, he died. Oh. Um, and then John Mayer took over. Took his place. Like, so they could continue to tour around. To be a band. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Ben and Jerry's flavor, Cherry Garcia, is on behalf of Jerry Garcia. Okay. I, I want to bet, I would bet you 99 US dollars on it. But anyway, wow. How, what's, give me the details on this. Residency? How long are they going to be there? It, it has not been announced when they're going to be there. It, it would just, be a very cool thing to but see. But I think it is confirmed that they are... But they it. did a big old farewell show. Yes, I think, but I read a thing that said, yeah, like, we did our farewell, but... Now this is too good still, of an opportunity. We're going to still do this because huh. this is a good opportunity. I don't know. Because their whole thing is, like, psychedelic and, like, colors and, like, oh, hippie stuff. Okay. So I do, I can't imagine that that would be very, very cool this year. So I understand it. I don't know how they fumbled the bag so badly with getting Harry Styles here. Harry Styles was supposed to be there in March, and then it never officially got announced, and then it never happened. And I still need him to make his wrong right to me. Because last year I was supposed to see him. He canceled three hours before the show was supposed to start. I was heavily pregnant. I was supposed to be on bed rest, but I was going to go anyway. And then he canceled the show, rescheduled it for a week after I gave birth, and also on my birthday. So it was like double homicide. It was so sad. Yeah. And then he's never made it up to me. Yeah. Personally or otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, that's the next show you can spend hundreds of dollars on. So yes, I guess you two is done with their fun there. Mm -hmm. I, um, I think that that was a good fun fact and also really leaned into the pop culture world. So maybe you are ready to take over no if i just want to chat if if the people have a revolt on me you'll just like slide in here with all your taylor swift knowledge and stuff yeah anyway don't know about that everybody i'm so excited um because there's a lot of things to chat about today number one being a quick little plug i want to quickly talk about the i just want to chat tv club and newsletter i'll try to keep it brief but i'm so excited about this today we finally after like a long time Here's the deal. It really has been a long time coming in the words of Taylor Swift. I have wanted to do something like this for a very long time. And I've attempted to do like different kinds of TV clubs and like watching groups and stuff many times over the years. I just want to chat is over seven years old. And throughout the years, I've done like Facebook groups for like group watching and I've like organized group chats and I've tried to do things in special different ways where we could like collectively watch things together. And then I took like the last couple months kind of researching out like the best way to bring people together, build a community of TV watchers. Um, 
and kind of have like a book club, but for TV. So anyway, that's what the I Just Want to Chat TV club is. You can find it on Substack. You go to wannachat.substack.com and there is a newsletter that I will be sending out, a monthly free newsletter with like streaming recommendations and things you should be looking out for. The one that's coming out today is a couple streaming recommendations, things that I'm going to be watching this month in February, um, some Grammy predictions, which we'll get into a little bit more in depth later on in the episode. And then just, you know, a quick like Taylor Swift itinerary at the bottom of the newsletter, because we all have to be kept up to date on what that girl's doing. She has 13 planned public appearances in the month of February. Can you imagine how much content we're going to get from that? That is insane. That's actually insane. That's, I counted it up. Like we're getting like 11 surprise songs. Think about that. Like 11 times for us to be like, wow, she just sung, you know, how you get the girl. This must be dedicated to Travis, you know? So we're going to have a lot of content moments like that. So anyway, that's the newsletter. The I Just Want to Chat TV Club is a paid subscription. I know, I'm sorry, but it's kind of like the best way that makes sense. And I really do think that it provides like a lot of value. And I promise you, I wouldn't be like out here scamming and charging people money if I didn't think that it offered value. So the I Just Want to Chat TV Club every month, I say every month, but depending on the length of the show, we might like run over or there might be like little palate cleanser shows in between big seasons. Every month, we will be going over a new TV show. Our first show that we're going to be going over is Girls. I'm so excited because if there's one show that's like essential viewing for me, it's definitely Girls. So every episode will have its own um, episode guide with content and things to look out for and funny commentary, if I do say so myself, etc. And um, like if you're a person who likes to skip over sketchy content or you don't like to see, you know... Lena Dunham banging Adam Driver on your TV screen. I let you know like when to fast forward and whatnot. So anyway, that's what the TV club is. And what I'm most excited about, I think, is the Discord group, which I think that that's probably the first time anybody has ever said. I'm so excited for a Discord group because (laughs) normally I think it's just like... Seems like a fun time. I think it's typically used for like gamers and stuff like that, but we're not gamers. We're watching TV. So that's a community chat feature that is free. So anybody can join the the Discord and watch along with us. You'll just be like missing out on like the newsletter and commentary and that kind of stuff. But you can go into the Discord. You could talk about the TV show of the month or you could talk about whatever else you want to. So there's ways to open up different channels. If people want to live chat about the Oscars or Grammys, whatever, you could do that in the Discord. So go to wannachat.substack.com com and the all the subscription models and everything will be on there alex do you have anything to add about the newsletter nope but excited to see it yeah yeah can't wait i'm grateful to alex and to my sister amy shout out to amy for talking me off a ledge about um paying or like the paid subscription aspect of this because again like I mean, I don't know. Anyone that knows me knows that, like, I hate money. Like, that sounds weird. Like, I I never really know how to have, like, money conversations. I feel like I do, like, a lot of things online or just in general. Like, like, I remember I would, like, babysit for people when I was a teenager and they would forget to pay me. And I'd be like, I don't want to bring it up. So I'll just never bring it up and I'll just, like, never get paid. So that's, like, kind of my, like, inherent nature just because I feel awkward about it. But... I had an epiphany last week. You know that like meme that keeps going around where it's like, how hard could it be? Boys do it. And then I said, how hard could it be? Boys do it. I have that same mentality, but more so about the fact that I was at the post office sending somebody my chipped to heck Stanley Cup that was two and a half, three years old, over three years old, right? It was a 2020 cup. It was chipped everywhere. It was all banged up. But somebody on the internet wanted to buy it for $150 because it was like a rare color. And then while I was in the line, I literally thought, people will pay for some insane stuff. 
So it's not out of the realm of possibility that people would pay for something that's actually good and actually like provides value. So I don't need to be as embarrassed. So I was like, you know what? Like if there's people out there that will pay for a crazy like chipped up Stanley cup on the internet because that provides value to them. Maybe I could provide value to people through this thing. So anyway, there's that. It's a $5 a month for the TV club. Um, but there's also like a annual subscription, which is $30, which I did the math guys. That's half off. So anyway, that's it. That's it for the plug. Should we get into the news? Yeah, let's get to Alex it. Alex is like, yeah, please. Thank goodness. <laughs> no. Please, for the love of all this. Holy, no. please get into the news. Um, okay. We're going to the Super Bowl, baby. We're not. Woo! Like me and you are not. Super but Bowl. Our daughter asked us tonight. We live in Las Vegas, as I've already mentioned, and the Super Bowl is here. Um, our daughter asked us at dinner tonight. She was like, I want you to buy me tickets to the Super Bowl because she wants to see Taylor Swift, which A, made me, me very proud. But B, we had to explain to her that, you know, that's like. Yeah, the Super Bowl is not an average American. Yeah, like it's not it's not an experience that, yeah, that we can go to. anybody that we know has. Um it was kind of funny though, like the conversation because she was like, "Oh, because you have to be rich to go," and I was like, "Well, that that's weird. Like, let's like that's like a weird way to frame it." Basically. And then our son Leo was like, "Oh yeah, my friend Kingston is rich or whatever his name was," because um, I guess there's just a preschooler walking around telling people that he's rich, so that's nice. All right. Um. Anyway, Alex is like, "Is this conversation going anywhere? What are you talking about?" Hi, yes, hey. it is. Taylor Swift is going to the Super Bowl. Alex, do you subscribe to the theories that the NFL really wanted things to end up this way and intervened in certain ways <laughs> to result in this outcome? No, no. You don't I, think that there was any NFL nudging or interference? No. What about the referee who always There's sides with, always the away, like that. with the away team? There's been way worse stuff Well, let's that. talk about this, Alex. Let's talk about this. Even Glenn Beck does not believe these theories. Since when is Glenn Beck the arbiter of good no, theories? No, I'm, I'm saying that even he doesn't believe that. So that's how crazy they are. Alex, when are you listening to Glenn Beck? I just happened to pass <laughs> through a video I saw. You need to get your algorithm. You need to take your algorithm out and put I it thought in a it bag was of funny. rice. I mean, just because you would run into a few people who were subscribing to these, I've theories. gotten the most insane messages over the last couple of days about how Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey are like a government psyop yes. funded by the liberals to promote Joe Biden, which like we could talk about like how funny that idea is or just like how dumb that idea is based on like facts and reality and like the world that we live in. Yes. A the government isn't going to pay Taylor Swift to endorse Joe Biden as she has already endorsed Joe Biden. She made Joe Biden cookies in 2020. There's the endorsement. And I doubt in the last four years, she's jumped ship over to Trump. And now she's making like mayor Lago replicas out of her Legos or whatever. Like that's not happening. Yeah. So why would they be paying for her endorsement of somebody that's already been endorsed? Also, Travis Kelsey had the Pfizer contract before he met taylor swift and like the the thing i kept getting sent was like and their plan is to send um taylor swift and travis kelsey out on tour to like promote joe biden first of all that can't happen do you want to know why because she's already yeah because we all she's already going to be on a freaking tour Across the world. She's going to be in Asia and she's going to be in Europe and stuff. We don't get her back in the States. Honestly, you know what? Conveniently around election time, to be completely honest (laughs) with you. She does come back to the United States in Miami. She hits Miami, um, New Orleans, Indianapolis, and then like three random days in Toronto. And then it's done, allegedly. But I will say, if... The liberals want to get some people like if if the if the left is taking the liberals makes me sound like the um, redneck kids from the beginning of Mean Girls where it's like (laughs) and on the fourth day, God created the rifle to defeat the dinosaurs, (laughs) Um, the liberals. Anyway, if the left 
is listening to the I Just Want to Chat podcast right now and they're taking notes, I would say if you could convince Taylor Swift to open up more um, Eras tour dates, preferably on the west coast of the country, I'll do whatever you want. I said this on Instagram earlier this week in response to all this stuff because I had like a random lady on my Instagram reel that was like, ah, joke's on you, like you're being played. The left is hiring Taylor Swift to do all this stuff. And I just said simply, like, if they can get Travis Kelsey at the Grammys this weekend, sign me up for five more vaccines. I'll do whatever they want. If if they can get Taylor Swift on the West Coast for more airs tour dates, and also if I could like get like a verified fan thing with my vote, they could microchip me. I don't care. My body is theirs to use. If they'll provide me with Taylor Swift content. Alex is just like, who did I marry? <laughs> Alex is like sitting gotcha. here thinking like, this is why you don't marry somebody after two months of dating them. <laughs> so, anyway. But your question was specifically about the NFL. And I guess, yeah, they're probably not upset about the way things turned out. Definitely not upset. One thing but that... But I don't think they needed to... One thing that kept happening on my TikTok um, was I made this TikTok literally this daydreaming. I didn't think any of the stuff was going to happen. But how about like everyone keeps saying, is Travis Kelsey going to go to the Grammys with Taylor Swift? He confirmed today that he's not able to. But um, I said like everyone keeps thinking about that. But what I keep thinking about is how like a historical precedent at the Grammys, it doesn't happen every year, but they try to make it happen, is that they try to get the old album of the year winner to present the album of the year award to the new person. And the, um, so I was just like daydreaming that Harry Styles would be presenting that to Taylor Swift. And that's what I made this TikTok about, you know, like just for fun. And so many people are like, oh, Travis Kelsey wouldn't be allowed to do it because, like, the NFL, like, would lock him down and this stuff. And normally in any other circumstance, I would think that's right. And, I mean, again, he confirmed it today that he's not able to do it. But it's not out of the realm of possibility that the NFL loves all of this stuff happening too much where they'd be like, okay, you could have, like, one afternoon of leave to go to the Grammys. Sure. Go have fun. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Like, Like, that's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. And then also with all this chatter of like, is the NFL like rigging things in the Chiefs' favor? Are they favoring the Chiefs? Alex and I have some boots on the ground information to tell you. We found out where the Chiefs are staying, like where their hotel is right now and where the 49ers hotel is right now. They're both in this place called Lake Las Vegas, which is about like 40 minutes from the strip or so. It's like it's off of Lake Mead. Is that what it is, Alex? Yeah. So Alex and I, we have stayed at the Westin Lake Las Vegas multiple times. It's always like been our baby moon place or our um, like anniversary or whatever. And we like it because it feels very, very fancy and it's normally affordable in the dead of summer when our anniversary is and whatnot. But there's like two big resorts out there, the Westin Lake Las Vegas and the Hilton Lake Las Vegas. And... I remember like researching it out first, looking at both resorts and being like, oh, the Westin is clearly so much nicer than the Hilton. <laughs> clearly superior. Clearly superior to the Hilton. So we should definitely stay at the Westin. They put the Chiefs at the Westin, like Las Vegas, and they put the 49ers at the visibly inferior Lake Las Vegas Hilton. Just something to note. Just something to note. Yeah. I don't know. But now we have to figure out what we're going to do for the actual Super Bowl. I'm assuming we'll go to my sister's, um, but who knows. But I will be making Taylor Swift-themed snacks, and I will be breaking out my silhouette machine and uh, making oh, yeah, Karma as the guy on the Chiefs sweatshirts for me and everyone I love, including you. Oh, no. You have to do it. Think about the content. No, thank you. Think about the content. But um, Yeah, I was wondering. You hadn't told me yet what... Your plans were... The thing is, we normally go over to our friend Courtney's house. Hello, Courtney. I don't know if you listen to this podcast or not, but if you do, I love you. And if you don't, everybody should go follow her account, jacobs.home, where she's deep cleaning something in her house every day in February, and she's like a cleaning mastermind. Everybody should go follow her. Anyway, we normally go to their house for the Super Bowl, but her husband is like a diehard 49ers fan, and 
I don't think he wants to watch the game around people. So we have to figure out what we're going to do for the game. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, I know. I'm very excited about it. The content that we got, Alex, how much of it have you watched? From her being on the field, him saying, how Zero. you doing, sweetie? You haven't seen the how you doing, sweetie? No, I've seen the uh, bunch of things that I could have clicked on that would have showed it, but I was like, I don't So much of it is so cute, but also a lot of it, I feel like I have to like get my ears checked because I'm reading the subtitles of what yeah. people are saying that like they hear. Like there's this one clip where it's like, I love you so much, it's not even funny. Um, like I'm, I've never been this proud of anybody ever or something. And I've listened to it so closely and i'm like i just don't hear those words i don't hear like the amount of syllables for the words that people are saying there was definitely like a very like a lot of adorable cute moments going on on the field and i'm still reliving all of it i love it all but i do need some clarification on everyone's translation of the muffled words that we're allegedly hearing i definitely did hear love you i love you multiple times that's true but the like I've never been this in love with anybody or like that kind of stuff. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, I feel like I just watched him only say three words. Like, what are you? Yeah. Are we watching the same clip? What's going on here? Anyway, but it's all, uh, it's all exciting stuff. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. I'm just excited that you're this excited for the Super Bowl. Still could not tell you what the objective of the game football is. I mean, obviously it's like to get touchdowns. But when I hear, I was watching this like TikTok today. That was making fun of the Dallas Cowboys, but how they like made it to the playoffs. And then the camera guy kept filming like their play board, like a oh yeah, like I a clipboard that. with their plays on it. And yes. they were trying to explain the plays and they're like, no wonder they did so horribly. Like these are the plays they wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm like, how do they organize the plays before the game even starts? How do they have time to print it off? Because they they prepare all week long so it's more of like a choreographed dance number i mean not exactly they switch it up a little bit but on their sheet it said depending on what part of the field they were on they would call different plays and that's what the sheet said it said if you're between this yard line and this what is travis kelsey's job specifically on the field he goes to work he's on the field he's the tight end i've heard that yes what is he? Does he score touchdowns? He did once. He can score touchdowns. Okay. He has kind of a dual role of blocking, mm-hmm. so making sure people don't sack the quarterback, but he can also kind of sneak away and get open for a pass. Hmm. Are tight ends typically as famous as he is, regardless of the Taylor Swift? Like, he hosted Saturday Night Live last year before Taylor Swift even entered the picture. Or is it his charisma that has made him as famous as he is? No, yeah. Because I feel like normally you just know about the quarterback. Yeah, it's definitely not nowhere near as important as the quarterback. But, but are tight ends, do they ever... Be, would I know of any other tight end? No. So he's an anomaly. What position does his brother play? He's not a quarterback. He's the center. Are he's centers, the guy who hikes the ball. Are centers who, normally... He's the hiker? Yeah. He doesn't seem that tall. No. Wouldn't you want them to be tall? You just want them to, to get be them large. higher up in the air. Oh, really? You just have to be big. Is the center different than the linebacker? The center, yeah, linebacker is defense. My goodness. <laughs> center is the guy who who is right in front of the quarterback who gives the ball to the quarterback. On the same team. Yes. He sits on top of it, and the quarterback. Reaches under and he hands in the ball, and then the play starts. On every NFL team, how many of them do you think are household names? Does On that question make team? sense? Basically, there's just the quarterbacks, probably. Yeah, I miss Joe Burrow. I didn't get enough Joe Burrow <laughs> content this year. <laughs> Imagine, okay, I'm loving, loving, loving Travis Kelsey more than anything. I'm so endeared by the whole thing. And it would be a different vibe if she was with Joe Burrow, but imagine also like how cool that could have been. But also, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We need Zach Wilson to break through. 
Zach Wolf. Taylor Swift is too young for Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson, Wilson just likes Mills. Do you, do you know, guys, about the Zach Wilson ballerina farm connection? I am now drawing a blank. They're cousins or something. Or, like, he's cousins with her husband. Something. I don't know. But ballerina farms arms are wide-reaching in the Mormon world. Anyway, there's that. There's that. All right. Now I just want to briefly talk about the Grammys. And when I say briefly, I mean, here's the theme of the show today, guys. The Grammys are this weekend. I want to talk about them. I wrote about it extensively in the I Just Want to Chat monthly newsletter. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I don't know if you've ever heard of me talk about it for 10 minutes straight a couple minutes ago. But you can go find it on wantachat.substack.com. But the Grammys are this weekend. And here's the deal. I could probably tell you right now, like if I filled out my Oscar ballot today, I bet you I would get the awards with 85% accuracy. Wow. Like it's very easy to detect locks and like it's very rarely are there like, you know, awards that are in contention for like multiple people, like competition. I mean, um, like most of the things are pretty sewn up. The Grammys, a mess. A mess because normally the people who like predict these things, they use the metrics of like, which albums were good? Is this person talented? Whatever. When in reality, the Recording Academy is like mainly comprised of like these like old white men and they just don't appreciate the same things that the normal listeners appreciate. I explain it all in the newsletter like in depth, but... They have their favorites. They don't typically go for like the most popular or like they will go for like the popular things, but not in certain styles. It's all very, very weird. So most of the awards, it's just kind of hard to predict because they could go in so many different ways. But let's just go through a couple of our um, predictions for the top categories. I don't believe in talking about things that I don't know. So I'm like not going to recap who I think is going to win like best country album or anything like that but we will go over like the big categories Alex however does listen to country radio yeah, I do okay so that's why I have you here today for the yeah. countries Shut. the country segment run me through them well we'll get there when we get there yeah all right let's start off with record of the year so record of the year and song of the year are two different awards record of the year think of it as like the best song as a whole so like the production it kind of takes into account like cultural relevance a little bit um like like what's the biggest banger out of this group right and i mean like banger isn't like really the right word to use because we're talking about songs such as you know what was i made for um and like a song by john batiste who doesn't like really make like like club hits really but anyway that that's kind of like the tone for record of the year and then record of the year goes to like everyone that was involved in the song so you could like have a sample on a song and it's on record of the year and then you would still end up winning a grammy does that kind of make sense whereas song of the year which we'll get to in a second song of the year is like for the songwriters so yeah we'll, we'll talk about that one more in a minute but anyway the record of the nominee the record of the nominees the record of the year nominees are Worship by John Batiste, a song that I hadn't heard before it got nominated. Yeah, I'm not familiar. He won Album of the Year two years ago, Beating Out Sour by Olivia Rodrigo when she was predicted to win because wow. the hold that John Batiste has over the Recording Academy cannot be overstated. I do not... Like, I mean, I get it. He's very talented and he kind of has like an old-fashioned style of music um that i think like the recording academy has like i think they have it has a lot of merit to them if that makes sense like it has worth whereas a, a fun new artist or something trying very very like new things with new instruments or different kinds of lyrics or whatever might not resonate with them the same way and then we have not strong enough by boy genius a song that alex has heard against his will 70 times this year you like this song though I'm trying to remember. I, I you haven't played it for a while though. I feel like 
I listen to it all the time. The black hole opened in the kitchen. That's that one. I don't know why I am the way. I'm not going to sing on here. But you okay. know it. Yeah, yeah. I need to edit all that out. Um. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> then, um. so that's Boy Genius. That's the super group between Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker. Um, and then there's Flowers by Miley Cyrus. What okay, was... that's a good one. <laughs> Alex approved. Um, what was it made for? Um, from the motion picture, Barbie from Billie Eilish. On My Mama, Victoria Monet, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, Antihero, Taylor Swift, and Kill Bill by SZA. We could look at this one many different ways. We could look at the fact that they love John Batiste. And we could look at the fact that Kill Bill was a huge hit last year. Um, we could look at the fact that Vampire had a lot of commercial success and has a lot of, um, like, it's like a piano ballad that kind of, like, incorporates, like, some rock, like, towards the end and stuff. And the Academy kind of tends to appreciate that. But my instinct... Oh, and then also we have to just talk about the fact that the Academy is freaking obsessed with Billie Eilish. And they love to give her awards. But my instinct for this one is leaning towards Antihero by Taylor Swift as my could win and Flowers by Miley Cyrus as my will win slash should win. So Miley Cyrus has never won a Grammy. Um, she was nominated for like best pop vocal for bangers and then she was robbed. And I think that that's basically the beginning and end of her Grammy nomination career. But She's kind of been like looked at as a veteran in the like music world right now, like in like the pop music world, but she's never been like celebrated by the awards. So I think that that's kind of playing in her favor. She campaigned really hard. Her birthday party was basically just an Academy voter event. And also Flowers is a great song. It rules. And I think that people want to award that. So I'm leaning towards Flowers. It could be anti-hero. But I, I, I'm thinking that it's Flowers by Miley Cyrus for Record of the Year. Um, then I guess just on that same note, we can go over Song of the Year. So yeah, so Song of the Year goes to the songwriters of the song. So it's how is the song composed? How, which song has the strongest lyrics? Which, which song is the best piece of art? So that's what Song of the Year is for. So we have... A&W um, from Jack, well, it's a Lana Del Rey song. And then the nominees are Jack Antonoff, Lana Del Rey, and Sam Dew. Um, I'm not going to read off all the producers because that's a lengthy list. So A&W, which is also just called American Whore. But to be nice, they have to call it A&W. Have you heard the song by Lana no, Del Rey? No, I haven't heard this. I think it's because I don't listen to it when we're in the car together because my children are in the car when we're in the car together. Um, I mean, I could like bring it out like for date night spice things up it is a wild song you know how lana del rey has, has like a couple of like, just purely like wild songs like yeah like off to the races this is like the older sister the crazier off to the races it wow. begins with just saying i haven't done a cartwheel since i was nine i haven't heard from my mom in a long long time and then it just talks about how she's an american whore throughout the song it's a work of art, and it yes. should be awarded. Wow. It should be awarded. Yes, give it to A&W by Lana Del Rey. And if she's going to walk away from the night with any award, it's going to be this one. It's kind of one of the ones that I think is predicted to win. It's in the realm of possibility. Anyway, then we have Antihero, Butterfly from Don Batiste, um, Dance the Night from Dua Lipa, Flowers from Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill from SZA, um, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, and What Was I Made For? This one, I think, is going to probably go to Antihero from Taylor Swift, and here's why. So, remember how I said that the Grammys are really unpredictable? So, last year, Taylor Swift was all, all but guaranteed this award for all too well 10-minute version. She came out of her house to go to this award show. They gave her a really good prime seat she had never won song of the year before and taylor swift is like the songwriter of our generation and it was crazy that she's never won it before and then who ends up winning it bonnie Raitt for a song about organ donation oh. no one even had her on the radar to win 
And Dark I remember, horse. I remember I made a TikTok last year where I was like, I can't believe that Taylor Swift just lost for all too well 10 minute version to a random Bonnie Raitt song about organ donation. And then I posted it and I just went to sleep. Like I forgot that I posted it. I woke up 90,000 views. I was eviscerated on the internet. I, was, <laughs> I like, I, I woke up, wow. saw the comment section. The comment section had like 600 comments, which like, that's a pretty big ratio for like 90,000 views. I was being torn to shreds. <laughs> I think I left up for like th- three minutes after I woke up. Where I was like, oh, good heavens. What's going on here? <laughs> what a way to wake up. Well, it was just like, until you've had somebody receive an organ donation. You I'm like, shut the hell up. Like, you did not know about the song from Bonnie Raitt about organ donation. I'm not saying that organ donation is bad. I'm... My heart sucks. I'm going to freaking need a new heart soon. Or not soon. My goodness. But like, someday anyway. I... Obviously, I'm not anti-organ donation, but that was a bloodbath on my account. And it's a wonder that I didn't get, like, stitched to death. But anyway, so the award went to Bonnie Raitt that year, last year. Um, And I just feel deep in my bones. Surprisingly, Taylor Swift's level of celebrity and influence has grown exponentially this year. Like, she was the biggest A-lister last year. I mean, Beyonce was there too. So like there, there were two extremely famous people and Adele, but Taylor Swift and Beyonce are on a different level of fame. She was extremely famous last year, but this year she like holds influence. I saw this tweet today that said, or it was a TikTok that said like Donald Trump should try to stay in Taylor Swift's good graces because he needs to remember that like Donald Trump or that Taylor Swift could have done the insurrection successfully, but Donald Trump couldn't have done the Eras tour. Like, and then that really made me think, I'm like, really, if there was like a person to radicalize and like get people to move, it would be Taylor Swift and Donald Trump. I mean, he also does have that ability, unfortunately, but like, I, like, I kept thinking about it. But anyway, I do not think that the Grammys are going to risk pissing her off again. So I think that they will give it to Antihero. And also Antihero is a good song. It's not my favorite on Midnight's. No, it's a good song. I don't listen to it often. But the moment that it comes on in the Ares tour, and this is the other thing. And this kind of leans more towards um, Album of the Year, which we'll talk about in a second. But the campaign for the Grammys that Taylor Swift has done has just been the Ares tour. And there is like a crazy feeling. I don't know how to like articulate it. Guys, let me know if you agree with this. When you're at the Ares tour, or when you're watching the movie, but specifically like when you're there in the building, there is something so powerful about the Midnight's era when it's performed live. I feel like there's just this huge feeling of like, you just had the best night of your life. The surprise song just finished. She jumped into the pool. The anticipation is building. There's a long, long intro of anticipation getting into Lavender Haze. Jan Ravnik, the dancer that looks like Resand, is at his hottest during this era because he has like that little ladder and stuff, you know? Anyway, Alex is like, just whipped his head to me like, what, what? What Um, Anyway, but like there's just this feeling that comes over the crowd and I, I feel it every time I watch a movie where it's just like, you just had the best night of your life and guess what? We're not effing done yet it's the midnight's era and we are going to like we're bringing it home and also like with the midnight's era too like you just kind of know what to expect like there's no anticipation of like secret easter eggs or like what's the surprise song going to be like we already have that behind us like she's not going to come out in a silly outfit she has nothing to promote for midnight's like it's just pure fun and there's just something absolutely insane like a feral feeling that comes over me when it transitions from lavender haze like where it's like i just want to stay in that lavender haze and then it just immediately goes at anti-hero i cry even when i watch it now i just go it's the best night of your life and we're not freaking done lavender haze anti-hero the transitions are everything she's giving it her all she's waving at the crowd it's amazing I think that song of the year is going to anti-hero, but again, 
They freaking love Billie Eilish. I think it'll be very apparent early on in the night if it's going to be Billie Eilish's night. Like, I think that if she wins, um, there's this other thing that she's, or is it Phineas that's awarded for producer of the year? There's some kind of precursor where, like, we'll know pretty early on what's going on. Anyway, last subject is album of the year. So this is for the completed album. The nominees are World Music Radio from Don Batiste, The Record, Boy Genius, Endless Summer Vacation, Miley Cyrus, Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard, Lana Del Rey, The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monae, Guts, Olivia Rodrigo, Midnight's Taylor Swift, and SOS from SZA. Alex Arndt. Looking at this list, what one do you think is the most critically acclaimed? There's a website called Metacritic where they take an average of every critic's um, like rating of an album and then they like average it out on a scale of 1 to 100. I looked up the Metacritic um, scores and one of them beat the other albums. Which one do you think is most critically acclaimed? The SZA one? Close. There's one album on here that beat that by one point and also was tied with one. John Baptiste? No, he had the lowest, oh, wow. 65 points. Wow. Which goes to show that the Grammys just freaking love him. Taylor Swift? I don't know. Taylor Swift got an 85. SZA got a 90. The record from the Boy Genius got a 90. Guts from Olivia Rodrigo was really? the highest. Yeah, wasn't wow. that? Isn't that surprising? That is. Guts from Olivia Rodrigo got a 91. That was very, very, very surprising to me. Um, did you know there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard got an 80, I believe. Um, I can't remember the Endless Summer Vacation one. We could knock Endless Summer Vacation out of the way. I don't think I know any of the songs other than Flowers that I know of. But if we want to... Um, Give her the Grammy in honor of Bangers from 2013. I'm in favor. Go for it. Do it. Um, again, the Grammy campaign for Midnight's was just the Eras tour, like literally as her campaign posters. She didn't send out Midnight's artwork. She just sent out a poster from the Eras tour. And I really do think that there's something to be said about how she like kind of came in, saved music and touring and stuff this year i like i think that they might award that if she wins and she'll be the first person to win the award four times i believe i think i know she's the highest female that's one but i think winning four would put her over the edge for winning the album of the year the most times but sizza is an industry darling sos is very good people like that the record, I could see them kind of going the alternative route. I would give it to the record personally, but also I could really see it going to guts. What do you think, Alex? I think, I don't know. I haven't heard enough of these to say, but. Just based on gut feeling. Too. No pun intended. This is a. Yeah. That would I'd, be my guess. I think that's a good guess. I feel like that album has been out for forever. I mean, Midnight's yeah, has also been out for forever. These... But um, just like the Grammy voting period is really weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say it's going to go to Midnight's. I'm going to say I wouldn't be shocked if Guts took it. I'd be saying, huh, okay, yeah, that makes sense if the record or SOS won. That's, that's where I land with that. Um, then just a couple more that I wanted to go over. I want to go over best new artist really quick. Um, let me find that one. Alex, can you riff for a second? Oh, quickly. The best country album is Rolling Up the Welcome Mat from Kelsey Ballerini. Brothers Os the Brothers Osborne. Brothers Osborne from the Brothers Osborne. Zach Bryan, Rustin in the Rain from Tyler Ch Childers. And Bell Bottom Country from Lainey Wilson, who's going to win it. Lainey Wilson. Yeah. Why do you say that? Because I recognized her name. You don't recognize Kelsey Ballerini? No, I know. Yeah, I've heard of her. Okay. 
Anyway, um, Alex has spoken. Congratulations, Lainey Wilson, on your Grammy. Well-deserved, because Alex has heard of you. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, the next up, we have Best New Artist. We have Gracie Abrams. Do you know her, no. who her dad is? Uh, JJ Abrams? Yeah. Oh, my. She's like a... She is like really... like I don't humor the Nepo Baby conversation often. Gracie Abrams is really like the nepo baby of like your dad really worked overtime i mean i'm sure she works really hard too that doesn't mean that she doesn't work hard but it, it she's just like a teenager singing in cursive and uh you know making songs and then we have fred again ice spice jelly roll um coco jones noah khan Victoria Monet and the War and Treaty. Jelly Roll gets pretty good run on the country music. He's got some hits. I think I just saw a video of him singing in a prison. Really? really yeah, really? I feel like his songs are getting better even. Yeah. I, I didn't like his original hits, but... I didn't know that you had such an extensive history with Jelly Roll. Tell me more. I mean, I've just heard his popular songs. Hmm. I see, I see. Um, I'm going to, my gut instinct says give it to Ice Spice. I think that they love um, like young female rappers and like people who are doing something like really different in this category. Um, obviously, I would probably give it to Noah. I, yeah, I you think like Noah. I love Noah Khan. He wasn't nominated anywhere else though, and that's really what you have to look for in this category too. Ice Spice was nominated in some song categories, I believe. Um, and Victoria Monet, she was nominated in Record of the Year and Song of the Year, I think. So probably I'm assuming it's going to go to Ice Spice or Victoria Monet. But if it went to Noah Khan, I'd be so excited. <laughs> I'd go, ooh, that's fun. Way to go. I love Noah Khan. Way, way to go, Noah Khan. And then I clap in my house. I'm excited to see his red carpet outfit. I'm wondering like what kind of approach he's going to take because he's like a very like kind of um like patagonia bro and i'm just wondering like is he just gonna go for a tux or i I bet you i bet you twenty dollars he's gonna be wearing a it's called a bolo tie bolio tie what's that you know those like bow tie no not a bow tie buster the um what what's it called like western people wear it it's like a piece of metal and then it Riff for a second. I'm going to look this up. It's called a bolo tie. Okay. Yeah, like that. He's going to be wearing one of those guys. Okay. All right. I bet you $20. That I don't... does look pretty Western. And he's not even a Western guy, but I think it's going to be like his hip way of like yeah. dressing down his tuxedo or whatever he chooses to wear. Anyway, Alex Arndt, do we have anything else to discuss? I don't think so. I'm seeing Argyle tomorrow. That will be fun. Oh, that looks decent. Hopefully. The ratings are horrible so far. Oh, great. 40% on Metacritic. Rotten Tomatoes? I saw it earlier. What about um, Rotten Tomatoes? Probably similar. I think that those websites uh, are like a hive mind. They kind yeah, of produce, produce the same content. They kind of have, a, no, they have similar like missions. The audience score in the critic score. I don't know. We will see. Um, I went to the Sundance Film Festival over the weekend. It was really fun. I learned a lot for next year. Next year, I'm going to definitely try to go weekend one, and I'm going to um, buy a festival pass, actually, because this time I decided to buy the individual tickets, and you get, like, lesser priority. Like, the morning of my, like, showing day, I had to, like, wake up and then see what waitlist numbers I got for, like, all of the screenings, and... I was like way high on the wait list. It, it, the Eras Tour PTSD was really, really strong Ooh. where I was like, oh, like oh, that's... this just isn't fair. I did everything I was supposed to do. That um, sounds so stressful. Well, but also I have no one to blame but myself because I got a little too big for my britches and I tried to pursue like a media pass, um, which my pass was credentialed, but not. I still like buy every ticket, which was annoying anyway it was a great time i saw one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen in my life 
that I never want to revisit. It's called Handling the Undead. Don't go see that movie. Um, it's in Norwegian, so I mean, it's not going to fall across your desk. Like you're going to have to probably seek it out, but it is going to be distributed by Neon and their movies are pretty widely seen if you know where to look, look for them. Um, that was a movie where the concept is these people who were freshly dead, like within like the last couple months, there was some kind of radio frequency that went through the air that like reactivated their heartbeats. So although they'd been like buried and decaying and because they've been dead for a long time, they kind of like reanimated and like would have heartbeats and like kind of like blink and cry and that kind of stuff, but they weren't like really there anyway. So this grandpa, he's like crying at his grandson's grave. They don't tell us how he died, but crying at his grandpa's, uh, his grandchild's grave one night, hears the grandchild like knocking from inside of the casket buried under the ground because he had been reanimated by the radio wave or whatever. So he digs up the four-year-old boy whose body has been decaying and dying for weeks or whatever, and then just brings him around with him, brings him to his mom, and then his mom just has to carry her basically dead son around for a while. I almost walked out of it. The son was my son's age. Didn't like that because it was a very realistic depiction, I'm assuming, of what it looks like when a person is dead for a long time. Yeah, it was horrible, Alex. They had to keep like re-moisturizing him. And then it wasn't... The weirdest thing about it was like it felt like more of a, like a episode of Black Mirror than anything because yeah. or like a series of like disturbing skits because it was like three different storylines that never intersected and it was just like three people that had been dead then they reanimated and then they just had to kind of choose at the end to like let that person go so at the end of that movie spoiler alert for handling the undead the mom um they find like this other zombie guy that eats the grandpa. So then that's when the mom realizes like, oh, these zombies are like really going to just like eat people. And my son, like he's not really alive. So she takes a bow out to the middle of the ocean and just has to drop her son into the middle of the ocean. Movie over. Done. It just zooms out of her sitting in a boat by herself. And then she's like mourning the loss of her son again. So that was my first morning um, showing. That was at 10.30 a.m. at um, Sundance. And then I saw Suncoast, which was a very good movie that's going to be on Hulu on February 9th. It um, sounds really dark. It's kind of about, like, euthanasia and, like, the ethics of that, of, like, you know, elective medically-assisted suicide and stuff. It um, kind of, like, the story of... Terry Shrivo, Shrivo, do you know what that is? I've yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so she was like the girl who's in a coma for fifteen years. Before she went into a coma, she told her husband like, "If this ever happened to me, I would want you to pull the plug." But then, when it came time for that, her parents were like, "You can't pull the plug. We're gonna take you to court. We, every life is precious. We want her to stay alive." So they had to fight in court over killing her or not killing. That that sounds drastic. Letting yeah, her I feel like that's different. Pass, letting her pass naturally, right? Yeah. I feel like that's different, though. Yeah, so the girl who, um, the woman who wrote and directed this movie, the story as I understand it is her brother was at the same hospice as a teenager, so, like, he was dying of brain cancer. Her brother was at the same hospice as Terry Shrivo while the court case was happening, and there were, like, thousands of protesters outside and stuff every day. Yeah. Protesting on behalf of Terry when her teenage brother was in there passing away. That sounds like a very, very dark concept for a movie, but this was actually like a really like uplifting-ish, like um, coming of age story. It had Woody Harrelson, it had Nico Parker from The Last of Us and Laura Linney. And it just kind of talked about like, you know, the sibling that has to kind of compensate a lot for a high needs sibling and how she kind of like navigated through high school, making friends and stuff. It it was a movie that I think is worth watching. I really liked it. And then at the end of the day, I saw All of Us Strangers, which I know people love it. And individually, there were individual scenes of that movie that will stick with me for forever. And I was very, very, very moved by them. 
as a whole, it didn't work for me. I didn't like the ending, not just because it was sad, but just because it made no sense. And it was like, so then what were we doing this whole time? Like, I felt like the ending was such a, like, a, ha, you thought kind of thing. And then I didn't like it. But anyway, that's it for today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. Thank you all for, thank you all so much for listening. Um, it's 10 or it's 11, 27 PM at this point. So I'm obviously fading fast. Alex, Arn, do you have anything else to say? Nope. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time. We'll, we'll see you. You, <laughs> you have no. gotten your seat on the kitchen chair that we drug in here next to the desk for you to sit on and you're not giving it up. We'll see you next week. Do you want to shout out your newsletter now? No, I'm good. You want to shout out mine? Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram at, at I just want to chat podcast. Find us on TikTok at, at I just want to chat podcast. It's going to be a content filled weekend. I'm telling you, we're going to do the Grammys just like we do do every other award show, the fashion, the commentary, whatever. That's going to be on Sunday night. And then um, I'm going to dip my toes into the sports commentary world yes. this week for the sports, yes. sports, 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 sports for the um, Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. This. When I was in like early high school, I thought I was so cool because I would call it the superb owl. And I thought that I was not like the other girls. Not like the other girls. I was different. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Okay, bye.